0: Welcome back to the Darting Through the Faith podcast. You're Julia Mon and right. I'm Father Sean Wilson, and we're both wearing black.
1: That's right. <laughs> yeah. That's right. That, How about that a lot. How about that? Doesn't That's it? That's right. How are you today?
0: I'm peachy.
1: Yeah? hmm Yeah, good. By the time this is posted, you are going to be...
0: Done with retreat.
1: Yeah, just finishing up a retreat. Right. We're recording a little early because you're leaving for a retreat soon. hmm And it'll be October. It will. My favorite month of the year. It
0: will. It'll be the Feast of St. Bruno, too.
1: Oh, yeah, on that Friday? hmm
0: the 6th. Oh, nice. It's a feast of Bruno.
1: What can you tell us about St. Bruno?
0: Uh, St. Bruno is the founder of the, uh, oh gosh, is it the Carthusians? Mm. Uh, the most intense of all of the monastic orders. Yeah. So Intense Silence is uh, was the, the monastic group. <clears throat> he eventually became a bishop, I believe. Oh, but, God, um, God. yeah, the, the monks he founded were very strict in silence. Uh, and I'm thinking Carthusians, but I, okay. something strikes me as that's not right.
1: Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, we Somebody
0: maybe is listening and shouting into their speaker. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time. Yeah. <laughs> we can't hear you. <laughs> you can be mad so, all you want. St. Bruno. Yeah. Okay. A great a great man devoted to the love of God.
1: Huh. All right. Well, that's good. Well, I could, mm-hmm. I thought I could find it quickly there, but I can't. So anyway. Okay. Well, we'll have to look mm-hmm. that up. You up. know what's
0: funny about it, too? What? Uh, there was this Disney movie that came out. There There's a character named Bruno, and there's this mm-hmm. song about we don't talk about Bruno. We don't talk about Bruno. But Bruno don't talk either. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I bet he had to when he was bishop. Probably. I'd like to read his journal from that trans- during that time of transition, <clears throat> living an incredibly deep contemplative life, inspiring others to do the same, devoted to silence mm-hmm. and prayer and simplicity, and then being called out of that. And responding in obedience to be a bishop, to be a bishop, yeah. which is of just the opposite duties, mm-hmm. right? Not good, bad or otherwise, but just yeah. the opposite to be a very active. Yeah. I feel like that happened to one of the popes too. Who was the pope that was like, was that Gregory? Gregory the Great was a yeah. Benedictine. Yeah, yeah. Monk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd like to read how they process that.
0: You can. Yeah. For Pope St. Gregory, it's yeah? in the office of readings on his feast day every year.
1: Yeah. That little snippet. Yeah. yeah I do remember that, mm-hmm. that struggle with it. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Well, yeah. Happy good. Feast of St. Bruno. Happy Feast of St. Bruno. Which means Bruno. tomorrow
0: is the feast of Our Lady of the Rosary. Yes. Yeah.
1: Right. Right.
0: Or Our Lady of Victory. Yeah. Depending mm. on how old or new school you are.
1: Sure. Okay. Or
0: what you want to call it. Right. So.
1: Sure thing. Sweet. Great. I luck. know. All right. Good. So, do you have a good retreat? <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk next time about yeah, that. Yeah. I think so. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> For the people listening, like in all sincerity, do you have any uh, pastoral advice for like the lay folk in terms of like retreating or things like that? Like, we mm. see the fruits of that for I know for priests and religious, like, yeah. incredibly important to go retreat. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that it's super commonplace for for us lay faithful. Sure. Faith,
0: huh? um, yeah, I mean, you could listen to my homily from last Sunday. Okay. Was, uh, <laughs> okay. That that came that okay. came up. Um, what you, yeah. you can
1: find, yeah. What you can find on the interweb with Father, Father Sean's Homilies and More. What's it called? Homilies and, Homilies and More by, by Father Sean Wilson. Yeah. And look yeah. it up for...
0: September 24th, I guess. Okay. But yeah. the gist of it is we all need time to get away, mm-hmm. right? And taking a retreat, even if it's just a day trip to like a shrine, whether mm-hmm. it's the shrine in Kerry or out to uh, the Relic Chapel, mm-hmm. to to basically be alone with God. And like one of the, the great... Um, I don't know examples in scripture I think is when the, the 72 come back. So the Lord sent them out on their missionary journey and they come back and uh, Jesus, Jesus says, come away by yourselves and rest. And then they told him everything that had happened. Mm. So I think an important thing for a retreat is basically to talk over what has happened over the last months with the Lord is to be kind of be able to go back over our lives and see where he was to see his presence, to see maybe the things. And cause that helps us move forward. Cause like, okay, like I, I realize I've been struggling with whatever, you know, maybe mm. bitterness towards somebody. And then we, so the retreat then kind of allows us the sense to say, okay, where's the Lord in our lives? And then to kind of, move forward from there Mm -hmm. so yeah that's the snippet i i think it's i think i think it's vitally important for honestly a catholic every year to at least be able to do that for a day Mm -hmm. at least Mm -hmm.
1: um i second that yeah
0: so (laughs) whether you go to a retreat uh that somebody's hosting Mm -hmm. like christ renews his parish Mm -hmm. or something that journey's revealed's doing are Mm -hmm. there's others mm-hmm. all over mm-hmm. um or you just like okay we're going to i'm going to take a, a day trip to this mm-hmm. shrine and mm-hmm. yeah
1: mm-hmm. for sure like i i was not in the habit of going on retreats until mm-hmm. i entered formation in carmel and that was part of the requirement was to go on a retreat once a year a, mm-hmm. a weekend retreat and so was doing that but realized oh my I, like, why have i not been doing that like just the fruitfulness that comes from that concentrated time mm-hmm. of spent with him, you know, just in prayer and again, a lot of reflection and recollection and all right, what's been going on this past year, where might the Lord be drawing me in the year to come type of a thing, but just that concentrated time of silence and prayer. Yep. Yeah. Really fruitful, which is why I host them now because Mm -hmm. I recognize like there's the fruitfulness in this and, um... The more opportunities we have, although you can be a retreat junkie, don't do that. Like, right. where you're just jumping from retreat to retreat to retreat. But you know, a good mm-hmm. one once a year. Yeah, so fruitful. Yeah, yeah, good. Well, thanks. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. We should pray, huh? Sounds great.
0: In the name of the Father and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord, Lord, heavenly Father, we thank you for sending f- forth your Son into the world as the uh, the way, the truth, and the life. And we ask that you may fill us with the Holy Spirit, who is the Spirit of truth, as we reflect. Upon honesty, upon the integrity of our words, we ask that we may always be dedicated to you and that we may always look to say the words that you want us to say. And we entrust this time into your hands the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary, all the angels and saints, through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.
1: Alrighty, we are in paragraphs 2475 mm, to 2492, mm. respect for the truth. Two two sections in here, offenses of, against truth, against truth and then respect for the truth. Right. And where are we at actually in the catechism mm.
0: here? We're we're in the the moral life, so the mm. third part of the catechism mm-hmm. on the eighth commandment. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the Third part of the catechism about the moral life talks about morality in general, and then goes through the 10 commandments. Mm -hmm. We're on the eighth commandment, which says you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. Mm -hmm. And then also, um, it was said to men of old, you shall not swear falsely, but shall perform to the Lord what you have sworn. Mm -hmm. So we've talked about, I think we talked about the living, the truth and kind of bearing witness to the truth. And now Mm -hmm. we're going to talk about offenses. So ways that you can, go the the wrong way when it comes to living in accord with the truth.
1: Sure. So the first, again, is just these offenses, like defining for us how this can go wrong, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And then then we'll get into um, more of the respect, like why it's important that we respect the truth. But to begin, there's an intro in 2475. It reads, Christ's disciples have put on the new man created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness by putting away falsehood they are to put away all malice, all guile, and insincerity, and envy, and all slander. So we've, we've been baptized in Christ. We've put on the new person. And God is truth. God mm-hmm. cannot lie because God is truth. We're to walk in that truth as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: So that's part of becoming like Christ, right? Mm-hmm. That's what a Christian is, is a little Christ. And so if we're going to be like Christ, who is the way, the truth, and the life, mm-hmm. well, we have to be people of honesty. Mm-hmm. So. Um,
1: so 2476 talks about in particular, false witness and perjury. When it's made publicly, a statement contrary to the truth takes on particular gravity. In court, it becomes false witness. When it is is under oath, it's perjury. Acts such as these uh, gravely compromise the exercise of justice and the fairness of judicial decisions.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it's probably about the the clearest as it comes because normally if you're going to give some sort of public testimony, you... Publicly say that this is the truth. And then mm-hmm. if you, you don't, like that's grave on mm-hmm. a natural level and a supernatural level. Mm-hmm. Right? So,
1: can you define for us, because this goes into like just a lot of the, the morality of, you know, the offenses against truth and things like that. Can you just give us a quick description of, and I think we've talked about this in the past, but the different gravity of sin, you know, can mm. you just help us understand that a little bit? Oh,
0: like mortal and venial. Yeah.
1: Yes. Right. Well, okay. Yeah. yeah. So
0: mortal sin has three things to make it a mortal Mm -hmm. sin, right? So it's gotta be grave Mm -hmm. nature. So it's gotta be the most serious Mm -hmm. of matters. It's gotta be full, full, um, intellect. And -hmm. then you've got to, so you've got to know it's serious and Mm -hmm. then you've got to freely choose to do it. Mm -hmm. So for example, this perjury thing, Mm -hmm. it says it's grave matter. That, that is pretty much it's said here. Mm -hmm. They gravely compromise the exercise of justice and fairness. But sometimes you don't know it's not the truth, right? You could testify to something in court and you you think it's the truth, mm-hmm. but then you realize later it's not. So you don't that intellect, right? You're not fully choosing to to purge mm-hmm. perjury. To mm-hmm. per, what's the what's the verb of that of perjury? I don't know. Uh, to lie in court, sure. <laughs> right? You're not intending to lie under court because you're doing the best with the knowledge you had. So that wouldn't be that wouldn't be a mortal sin, right? Mm-hmm. It, it might be a venial that you should have actually done a little bit more um, digging or something like that. So, sure.
1: Sure. Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay.
0: And then a venial sin is still sinful, right? It's not mm-hmm. like oh, that's not a big deal. It's just a venial sin, mm-hmm. right? Um, I I think a lot of the saints would say that if we knew the if we knew the the seriousness of every sin, we would mm-hmm. be horrified into not doing them, or we'd mm-hmm. be motivated out of love not to commit them. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. so it's not like a ah, that's all. It's it's not that bad, right? Uh. It's just not deadly,
1: mm-hmm. right?
0: I've gotten sick and it wasn't deadly. Mm. still don't want to go there. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, like recently, like recently. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that wasn't deadly Mm -hmm. illness, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't pretty.
1: Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. that's a great, that's a great analogy. Yeah. Okay. The next goes into respect for the reputation of, of persons. And this ties into, the dignity that mm-hmm. we have as human beings. So respect for the reputation of persons forbids every attitude and word likely to cause them unjust injury. He becomes guilty of rash judgment, who even tactily assumes as true without sufficient foundation the moral fault of a neighbor. And he becomes guilty of detraction, who without objectively valid reason discloses another's faults and failings to persons who did not know them. He becomes guilty of um, calumny, Calumny, thank you, who by remarks contrary to the truth harms the reputation of others and gives occasion for false judgments concerning them. So yeah, we're talking about how it's important to be respectful of the reputation of others, and here's some offenses against that. Right, three ways. So rash judgment,
0: Mm -hmm. basically not not looking in to see if this is true or not. So you hear something and then you repeat it just based off a whim. Mm -hmm. And then detraction would be saying things that are true about people, but that don't need to be said. Mm -hmm. Right. So it, it it could be like, you know, hypothetically if, you know, I knew somebody had done something, you know, Mm -hmm. let's just say stolen a candy bar, Mm -hmm. you know, a good one, Um, a a candy bar from a store, and then going around and telling everybody Mm -hmm. that, right? Like, Mm -hmm. So that's detraction. It's Mm -hmm. not my place to go around and say that. Mm -hmm. Or then calumny Mm -hmm. are those who um, remarks are not truthful, right? Mm -hmm. So that'd be kind of like just saying things that aren't true about people. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: for sure. Okay.
0: This reminds me of the old adage, sticks and stones can break my bones, but your words will never hurt which is bonkers. Mm -hmm. Our words can do a lot of damage. Absolutely. Um, And so these are the ways that our words can damage Mm -hmm. others.
1: Mm -hmm. This rash judgment one too, seems to be like just it's culture now to like Mm. always assume the worst, right? You hear one thing and you assume guilt on all levels in the worst Mm -hmm. of ways. Um, Yeah. 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 And
0: 2478 kind of digs into that with sure. rash judgment.
1: Yeah, to avoid rash judgment, everyone should be careful to interpret insofar as possible his neighbor's thoughts, words and deeds in a favor- favorable way. And then we get a quote from St. Ignatius of Loyola, which yeah. you can you can unpack that for us cuz I know you're a big fan of St. Ignatius. I am, a big yeah. fan of St. Ignatius. Devotee. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean the basic the basic gist of it is Give people the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know everything. And if we're constantly assuming the worst in people, mm-hmm. well, that's not how Christ lives. So mm-hmm. St. Ignatius of Loyola says, every good Christian ought to be more ready to give a favorable interpretation to another statement than to condemn it. So you got to be ready to, when we hear somebody's words mm-hmm. and they're like, ooh, that sounds harsh. Okay, well, how how could that sound better? Like maybe I'm missing something here. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. But if he cannot do so, let him ask how the other understands it. So if somebody says something harsh, okay, what, what do you mean by that? Right. Mm -hmm. Maybe is there something more there? Mm -hmm. And if the latter understands it badly, let the former correct him with love. So somebody, you know, (laughs) somebody comes to you and starts gossiping. Well, you give them the benefit of the doubt. Maybe they didn't mean it that way. You ask them and they say, Oh yeah, I did mean it that way. Like, well, you know, maybe you don't know everything about what somebody's going on in somebody else's life. And then lastly, he says, if that does not suffice, let the Christian try all suitable ways to bring the other to a correct correct interpretation so that he may be saved Mm -hmm. so then you you know like hey you know it's it's not great to gossip Mm -hmm. this isn't good for our soul this isn't good for this other individual so Mm
1: -hmm. yeah for sure yeah and it really does step-by-step approach and it really does bring a lot of peace to the soul when you don't assume ill intentions on people oh yeah you know just assume i and that's the thing we've all been hurt We've Mm -hmm. all been hurt in the past, and so you build up walls psychologically, emotionally. Right? I don't trust you because something that happened to me Mm -hmm. 50 years ago, whatever that might be. Yeah. Um, And we don't want to be naive because you know some people do lie, and you you know don't want to necessarily be taken advantage of. At the same time, like to assume malicious intent as you Mm -hmm. live your life with every interaction you have with everybody will really, really uh, (sighs) just extinguish any hope or love or faith you have in your heart in a very short amount of time. Right. Um so Yeah. yeah.
0: And I hopefully People, I know I've had good friends that have been able to like kind of call that out. Mm-hmm. Where I know, there was, I remember one time in particular where I was kind of venting to somebody about so and so said something. And it's like I feel like I can't get anything right, right? I feel like they're just always hypercritical and da 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 da, you know. And I was just, you know, kind of like just frustrated with how this person
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, brought an issue up to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, and a friend was like, ah. Uh, Let's talk about this a little bit. And they kind of sure. like, you know, were they just being kind of like su- like just making a suggestion and it was just kind of in in good nature and it wasn't critical. I think you're receiving that a little a little too personally and too harshly. <laughs> I think you're right.
1: Dang. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And a good therapist would say, why is that? And let's heal that. Like, let's go back to like what, what actually is prompting yeah, that. I actually, I
0: knew that one. You right? knew that. Like <laughs> yeah. that one, as soon as they said, I was like, yeah, yeah, there's patterns here. Yeah. You know,
1: sure thing. Yeah. So yeah. So anyway, assume good intentions. Assume good intentions. Um, yeah. yeah. Keep your eyes open, but assume good intentions, and and that is a reality too. Of people say things, but sometimes we hear something different. Oh gosh. And that that all absolutely is the way we're perceiving things. Maybe our own wounds, things that haven't been purified in us, or things that need to be healed, or whatever it is. Like people say things, but we hear something totally different. I remember when I was leaving leaving um, my job in the world and like doing this writing thing. And I was so insecure about it. Thought I Mm -hmm. really was making mistakes, even though I was trying to discern very prudently, but just really insecure about making this move. And, um, somebody very innocently, very innocently just asked, so what are you going to do when you leave here? And it was an honest question, but it, I heard in that, like, you're making a huge mistake. (laughs) did you even think this through? What yeah. the heck are you thinking? That's absolutely yeah. not what was said, but that's what I heard. Right. And so you have to be careful with that too of like a assu- Yeah. Because sometimes people say something, but you hear something totally different. Right. Um. So yeah, to always like slow down, I guess your, right. your thought pattern too, a little bit.
0: <laughs> and then even to kind of build off what you said earlier, like if there's particular things that are patterns there, like, huh,
1: mm-hmm. every
0: time somebody like kind of seemingly questions this, I kind of like, lose a gasket. Oh yeah. Uh, lord, why is that? Yeah. Like what's what's going on right, here? Right, and
1: Right. Yeah. Again, that was an easy one to figure out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. terrified. Yeah. Everything I think I'm making a huge mistake. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, and then the two we get a little bit more description into this uh, detraction and calumny which destroy the reputation and honor of one's neighbor. Honor is the social witness given to human dignity, and everyone enjoys a natural right to the honor of his name and reputation and to respect. Thus, detraction and calumny offend against the virtues of justice and charity. This is
0: beautiful. It builds off these fundamental principles of human dignity. Mm -hmm. Because each and every one of us is made in the image and likeness of God, Mm -hmm. we shouldn't have our reputation thrown in the mud, especially Mm -hmm. like if there's no good reason to, you know, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. there's always a good reason to, to do things, but like,
1: Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Truth. Because we have, because of our dignity, who we are as Mm -hmm. human beings, we have that Right. right. Um, yeah. And of course when that's taken advantage of, and we're on the receiving end of, of these things, attraction, calumny, and misinterpretation and gossip, we can mm-hmm. look to the cross. <laughs> right. And we can say, okay, the Lord who was perfect in all ways, who certainly right. was not worthy of any of this, um, reputation, honor, all of that destroyed. Guilt, yeah. Right. Yep. So, um, yeah. All right.
0: 2480.
1: Right. Every word or attitude is forbidden, which by flattery, adulation or complacence encourages and confirms another in malicious acts and and perverse conduct, and then we get into like adulation is a grave fault if it makes one an accomplice in another's vices or grave sins. Um, neither the desire to be of service nor friendship justifies duplicitous speech. Adulation is a venial sin when it only seeks to be agreeable, to avoid evil, to meet a need, or to obtain legitimate advantages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We were actually unpacking this a little bit before we came on the we air, were, just to yeah. make sure we kind of understood this right. in the way the catechism wants us to understand this. Yeah, so enlighten us.
0: Well, the the kind of easy example I could think of, or at mm-hmm. least you know, from from my own growing up, is mm-hmm. you know, it could be like in in school, and let's say hypothetically you're in high school and somebody's just. somebody's imbibing in alcohol a Mm. lot, right? So Mm. somebody's drinking a ton and maybe you have a friend that's like celebrating that. like, dude, you can put back so much beer. You're so awesome. You at the party, you were just crazy. You were so much fun, right? So that's like flattering somebody and encouraging them to, to, to gluttony and... Um, and drunkenness, mm-hmm. which aren't good, mm-hmm. but it but it's actually complicit in their action, and it's actually supporting them with your words in their mm-hmm. action. Mm-hmm. So that w- that would be just in kind of you know this situation, seemingly a grave fault, right? Mm-hmm. Like so, supporting, encouraging, and flattering somebody in that would be mortally sinful you know? if,
1: if those three conditions those three things, were yeah. present. So it's a grave matter. It hits a period. The gravity. Right. it Hits the gravity. Yeah. But you have you have full intellect that this is a grave matter, right? right. Your own. Right. Your con- Consciousness is alive and awakened to that fact that, oh, I really shouldn't be sporting this. Mm-hmm. But then you decide anyway right. to do it anyway. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But for sure, it is a grave matter. right? That one is checked. <laughs> right. Yeah.
0: But it, it would be not <laughs> grave matter if it was just like, no. hey, it looks like you had fun. You know, and you so, just yeah. kind of like, yeah. So it's still sinful, uh-huh. right? Because it's still kind of permissive. Mm-hmm. But it's uh, venial sin when it only seeks to be agreeable to avoid evil to meet a need or to obtain legitimate advantages right mm-hmm. so
1: i and, and this this reality that the desire to be of service um, nor friendship justifies this this sort mm. of speech um because that one will get yeah. us you know sometimes we think a white lie is just a white lie and if it's it's charitable mm-hmm. to just tell that white lie um yeah. and so we can really justify that in our minds um but yeah it's not to be of service nor friendship the, that doesn't yeah. justify that either. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that could
0: happen at work. That could happen in a family, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if maybe your a spouse really gives somebody the the business at work, and the their their spouse says, oh, you know, they deserved it. You did a good thing there, right? Like mm-hmm. that, you know, you were justified in those angry that angry outbursts. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. probably not. Mm-hmm. Now, who knows what the situation is? Sure Just thing. throwing out as many examples yeah. as possible, right? So.
1: Okay, we get into boasting or bragging is an offense against truth, so is irony aimed at disparaging someone by maliciously caricaturing some aspect of his behavior. So, posting, this ironic sort of Mm -hmm. behavior, Um, yeah. Yeah,
0: basically turning people into, like, cartoons, Mm -hmm. like a little caricature of, Mm -hmm. like, yeah, and that can come in so many ways, right? Mm -hmm. We can mock people, and sometimes people do have faults, but we can just point them and, Mm -hmm. blow them out of proportion and Mm
1: -hmm.
0: make jokes about them. Not helpful.
1: Mm -mm. Again, go back to that foundation of which this is all laid. Like we all have human dignity, right? Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, and posting and bragging, thinking about that as being an offense against the truth as well. Yeah. Yeah, That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, A lie consists in speaking a falsehood with the intention of deceiving. Um, The Lord denounces lying as the work of the devil, um, the father of lies. Yeah.
0: Right, And it's the most direct offense against the truth.
1: Mm-hmm. So this is
0: the truth, mm-hmm. and then lying about mm-hmm. basically either denying it or saying something else contrary.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, right.
0: It leads somebody into error.
1: By injuring man's relation to truth and to his neighbor, a lie offends against the fundamental relation of man and of his word to the Lord. Right, Okay. Great. The gravity of a lie is measured against the nature of the truth it deforms. Okay, so Mm -hmm. how do we tell the gravity of this? The circumstances, the intentions of the one who lies, and the harm suffered by its victims. If a lie in itself only constitutes a venial sin, it becomes mortal when it does grave injury to the virtues of justice and charity. Mm -hmm. This is why like we can't judge the heart's... Of, right. of of man because even though like the lie itself is is a gravity and, and that that wouldn't change like we don't know all the other circumstances right. that went into that right right so um but yeah
0: and the intentions right because that exactly. that becomes rash judgment mm-hmm. you know we mm-hmm. could say like that, I don't think that's true right mm-hmm. like if somebody says that's north and it's actually south mm-hmm. right like we don't know the intentions of somebody to deceive or mm-hmm. you know.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and this is, this the is the beauty of God's justice is that he sees this all. Mm-hmm. And so his justice and his mercy are like, go hand in hand. Right. So, it, you know, that's something we have a hard time fathoming, but mm-hmm. yeah, he sees the hearts and everything that went into that and all the history and all the, you know, you know, if I'm boasting about something like, but why, why do you feel the need to boast? You know, there's mm-hmm. more to the story than just, yeah. you know, No, I feel like, but why do you feel the need to that? And the Lord knows that, you know, the Lord can see, see through that and, the insecurity that might be underneath all of that, right? right? So, um, okay. And then, by its very nature, lying is to be condemned. It's a profanation of speech, whereas the purpose of speech is to communicate known truth to others. I love that. Mm -hmm. The reason we have that ability to talk, to communicate with one another, is to relay the truth Mm -hmm. to one another. Right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. The culpability is greater when the intention of deceiving entails the risk of deadly consequences for those who are led astray.
0: Right. Yeah. Deadly consequences, not just physical, but Mm -hmm. spiritually, Mm -hmm. right? Like, we could lie about things spiritually, Mm -hmm. and that's deadly for Mm -hmm. people's souls. So, Mm -hmm.
1: don't do that. Don't do
0: that. Mm -hmm. Um, hmm. And then 2487, maybe that's every offense committed against justice and truth entails a duty of reparation. Mm. So basically reparation to repair. So if we have spoken falsely Mm. or maybe we have in charity, we've hurt somebody's reputation or something like that. So there's a duty, a response to repair what we've been broken Mm -hmm. or what we have broken. And sometimes we, um, we, you know, it's not prudent or whatever to, to publicly do it or it's publicly impossible. Mm. So to do what we can to repair somebody's somebody's good name if we've if we've hurt it or somebody's abilities, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. you know.
1: Mm-hmm. And I would say this begins by going you know, to the sacrament of reconciliation. Yeah. To, to, praying for the person, praying for the person, asking for right? forgiveness. Right. And so if somebody was like, so if that was a reality and somebody's conscious is being stirred here and they mm-hmm. go back to the sacrament of reconciliation and, and confess the sin or absolved of the skin, sin, would that be something they could like ask the confessor in terms of like making reparation of that or like,
0: yeah, it's something to talk about. Like, how do you mm-hmm. do that? Cause mm-hmm. then the, the virtue of prudence always comes in. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, cause you don't want to harm somebody more in trying to make reparation, mm-hmm. right? Which could mm-hmm. be a thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, maybe an extreme example, right? Maybe in the, um, maybe you've said, said, maybe we've said about somebody, you know, they're, they're a lazy bum, mm-hmm. right? Like, and they, they, they don't do anything work and they're, mm-hmm. they're just kind of, they have got zero work ethic. And we've said that around a little bit and maybe it's true. And so that's detraction. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, maybe a, a, the wrong way to make reparation for that is to get a billboard that says, <laughs> I shouldn't have said sure. Joe Smith is right. a lazy bum. Right. My apologies. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, so what's the what's the right way to make reparation? And maybe mm-hmm. with that, it's like, actually, we go we go to somebody that we've said that to. And the way we repair is to try to repair their reputation. Mm-hmm. And we go and say, you know, I spoke a bit rashly. I don't mm-hmm. know everything. And I shouldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. Even if it was the truth, that was detraction. So... Mm-hmm. How do we make reparation? Well, we probably just kind of try to follow the breadcrumb trail of the words that we have said mm. um, and the people that we've spoken to or, mm-hmm. you know.
1: And pay attention to the opportunities the Lord brings into your life, yeah. you know, like so I've, I've always been surprised by that. Not so I shouldn't be, but it's like, you know, you have to do X, Y, Z and do this and you feel like you have to orchestrate all of this other stuff. And, you know, you have that sincere intention to to right the wrong and to yeah. make reparation. All of a sudden, like all these people are like right in front of you at the same time and the door opens to make a statement (laughs) and like, Oh, okay. You know, so I guess don't overcomplicate it, Mm -hmm. but know that, yeah, you know, when the Lord gives the opportunity, yeah.
0: Yeah. Carpe diem. Seize Seize the day. day.
1: That's right. All right. right, Let's respect the truth. Let's do it.
0: So we've talked about the offenses Mm -hmm. now 2488 through 2492 is respecting the truth.
1: Mm -hmm. The right to the communication of the truth is not unconditional Everyone must conform his life to the gospel precept of fraternal love. This requires us in concrete situations to judge whether or not it is appropriate to reveal the truth to someone who asks for it.
0: Right. So that basically means there's a truth, mm-hmm. right? There, There's reality. Mm-hmm. And is this the proper time to reveal it? Mm-hmm. And it's going to go to... There's all sorts of great kind of mm-hmm. just reflections Mm -hmm. on this.
1: Absolutely. Charity and respect for the truth should dictate the response to every request for information or communication. Charity Mm -hmm. and respect for the truth. The good and safety of others, respect for privacy, and the common good are sufficient reasons for being silent about what ought not to be known or for making use of a discreet language. The duty to avoid scandal, often commands strict discretion. No one is bound to reveal the truth to someone who does not have the right to know it. Right? Period. <laughs> yeah.
0: Mhm. So, you think about all the ways this this could mean, right? Mm-hmm. Like so somebody somebody asks Somebody, you know, maybe you hear through the grapevine that somebody's child has a behavior problem at school. Mm -hmm. And then you go and ask the parent and say, hey, I heard, you know, so and so struggling in school. Mm -hmm. Does the parent have an obligation to reveal their own child's struggles in school to Mm -hmm. a nosy neighbor? Mm -hmm. No. Mm -hmm. Right. No, Mm -hmm. they don't. There's a respect for privacy. And what's the common good? Right. What's actually the best for everybody? everybody to know Mm -hmm. and and then there's even it talks about uh you can make use of discrete language to even say you know not to just blow somebody off but to say yeah we're uh we're working through some things Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. it's basically to say yeah you're right but none Mm -hmm. of your business
1: Mm -hmm. right yeah right so, right. and yeah. this is
0: like, these are prudential judgments because there's also an opposite extreme where everything is secret, right? Mm-hmm. And that that actually gets people into a lot of trouble, right? Mm-hmm. It's got the church into a lot of trouble because we, we want to avoid scandal. We want to act like everything's great when things aren't. And mm-hmm. so we kind of keep things secret when actually the truth yeah. dictates that actually for the common good, this should actually be known under mm-hmm. the, the light. So, mm-hmm.
1: And that goes back to like the safety of others. So like right. if there's a major issue and it's you not exposing the truth for what it is. Right. It could put somebody else's safety in right. harm. right?
0: And that could be the truth. That could be mm-hmm. something in the... Tr- church you know you mm-hmm. get a bad priest it's like for the safety of others mm-hmm. we got to do something about mm-hmm. this it could also be publicly right like mm-hmm. you could have a, a bridge that's like not up to code mm-hmm. and you're just like well let's just keep this quiet kind of keep it hush hush we don't want to worry people unnecessarily mm-hmm. well you're putting people's safety at risk gotcha if yeah. the bridge collapses yeah so right. there's all sorts of different ways that prudential uh, judgment mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm, for sure
0: but it, it's great that the catechism gives these things like the good of the safety of others respect mm-hmm. for privacy the common good are those things we have to weigh.
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's great. Yeah. Um, Then we get into, of course, the, the sacrament of reconciliation. Not surprisingly, this falls into this here. The secret of the sacrament of reconciliation is sacred and cannot be violated under any pretext. The sacramental seal is inviolable. Therefore, it is a crime for a confessor in any way to portray a penitent by word or in any other manner or for any reason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great.
0: There is no reason mm-hmm. to be able to betray a penitent.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Period. Yeah. That makes that that's, really simple. I mean
0: that that's a very black and white one. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. Right. Right.
0: There might be like just some. Uh, there is a little bit of like practical and just like, let's say hypothetically, somebody goes to confession to a priest. And then, you know, a month later goes to confession to the same priest mm-hmm. and to be able to say, you know, you brought something up a month ago. Like, mm-hmm. do you mind if I kind of bring that into the because mm-hmm. it's not betraying the confidence of mm-hmm. of, a, of a penitent because you're still talking to the same person. Right. Mm-hmm. But that's something you I mean, even that's something you want to be rather careful about. Mm-hmm. Um, so so I guess maybe for all the listeners out there, if mm-hmm. if if there's something you said in confession and the priest. Talks about it with you, like you don't want to do that in a flippant way, like when you're at a barbecue, you know. Right. Hey, while I got you a moment, you know, like so. Right. Right. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but I guess Mm -hmm. there's you could bring something up Mm -hmm. that was discussed in the confessional Mm -hmm. with just that person, Mm -hmm. but even that, just to be really careful about. Mm -hmm. And if the penitent doesn't want to talk about it, say I'd prefer if we just Mm -hmm. left that as it is.
1: Mm -hmm. So. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Sure, that makes sense. You might because it's an opportunity of heal, healing. You right. go back, back to like really being that standing in that person of Christ to help that person heal through this. Mm-hmm. And if you're noticing patterns right. of behavior or something like that, right. Yeah, that makes sense. Right. Yeah. Um. Then we get a paragraph about professional secrets. For example, those of political office holders, soldiers, physicians, and lawyers, or confidential information given under the seal of secrecy, must be kept. Save in exceptional cases where keeping the secret is bound to cause very grave harm to the one who confided it, to the one who received it, or to a third party, or where the very grave harm can be avoided only by divulging the truth. Even if not confided under the seal of secrecy, private information pre- predi-
0: prejudicial.
1: Thank you, to another is not to be divulged without a grave or proportionate reason. So, yeah, professional secrets. I mean, the easiest example, I think, would be with your doctors. And there's laws that protect that, you know, HIPAA laws that protect Mm that, um, that your doctor's not, you know, so-and-so came in with a case of whatever, whatever, right? right? Um, So there's laws that protect that now. And that would, you know, extend to other professions as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: But then it talks about grave harm could be done to the one who confided it. So if somebody Mm -hmm. comes to their doctor and says you know, I, I attempted to hurt myself or something like that, then the doctor actually has a moral obligation to report that, right, mm-hmm. And to, to because of the grave harm that could happen to somebody. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, they say I've attempted to hurt somebody else or myself, you know, those sorts this of things. This is
1: making me think of like um – you know, all the, all the laws with like, especially protecting young people who Mm -hmm. might be, you know, victims of abuse or scandal and they come to you in a trust, you know, they trust you. And so they've divulged something to you about, you know, so-and-so is abusing me or whatever type of a thing. And you don't want to harm their trust, you know, Mm -hmm. um, because they are trusting you with that information, but you can't tell anybody, you know? Um, but actually it's a grave harm to them and to other people who may be, be being abused by this offender as well, type of a thing. Right. Um, I've, I've been in situations like that, and you can, the Lord can help you through that in terms of like, you know, helping the young person understand that um, I, you can trust me. This is confidential. At the same time, to help them understand that it's a big deal and, right. can, and encourage them to give you permission to go tell somebody, yeah. you know, and anyway that that's been the case with how those have played out like gotten that point where so I'm not I didn't didn't like abuse your trust but I got you to understand that it's actually really important that we bring somebody else in Mm -hmm. to the situation right yeah Mm -hmm.
0: and on a personal level that can be the case now in law there are mandatory reporters you know like doctors and teachers and all that if Mm -hmm. if they learn something they they have to but Mm -hmm. there's always a prudential way to Mm. Kind of say, hey, for your own good, I have to report, you know, mm. that sort of thing. Yeah. So myself included. Yeah. So
1: okay. Um, everyone should observe an appropriate reserve concerning a persons' private lives. Those in charge of communications should maintain a fair balance between the requirements of the common good and respect for individual rights. Interference by the media in the private lives of persons engaged in political or public activity is to be condemned to the extent that it infringes upon their privacy and freedom.
0: Great. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Right. So there is this balance, though, between the common good, right? Like, so let's say hypothetically... Um, there's somebody really famous who has, you know, a drug lab in their basement and they, but they can't say, you know, it's for the common good that that doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. They can't say, well, this is my private affairs. You know, don't worry about this. Mm-hmm. Right. Like there's mm-hmm. a sense of, well, no, for the common good, this actually mm-hmm. needs to be exposed and be dealt with. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, on the other extreme, you know, mm-hmm. there's somebody maybe very famous who, right. Um, wants to go to Chipotle and eat a burrito and everybody's telling everybody about it. Mm-hmm. It's like, well can they get no privacy, you know? Mm-hmm. So
1: mm-hmm. that's great. Yeah.
0: So there's like, there's these yeah. two things, the common good and the respect mm-hmm. for privacy that, mm-hmm. you know, there's a whole lot of prudence. Mm-hmm. One mm-hmm. of the sevenfold gifts of the Holy spirit prudence.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And just a, just a whole gradation of gravity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So, yeah. and or, I'm sorry, but yeah, the, the gravity is there. We are to walk in the truth, right? Right. Go back to the beginning. We've put on the new man. We're to become like Christ, who is truth, who cannot lie. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of prudence with that, right? Right. You know, you think about, like, Jesus walking around in his public ministry and not just, like, purposely calling people out and be like, hey, that guy, let me tell you about what this guy's got going on over here, (laughs) right? Like, that's uh, anyway, but yeah. But when
0: he was alone with somebody, Mm -hmm. right, he could say... The woman at the well is a great example mm. where, you know, hey, uh, yeah, you've had six husbands and mm. the one you're, or you've had five husbands and the one you're with is not your husband. Mm-hmm. right? So that truth in him in a very gentle and loving way, bringing the truth to light mm-hmm. to her and just her, mm-hmm. uh, is it set her free. Yeah. Amen. Ah, great.
1: So good. Yeah. Okay. Good. Well, we're going to... Yeah. Those are off the list or cross this off the list. Um if you want to read the in brief, you're going to be looking at 2507, 2508, 2509, 2510, 2511. Those are what tied into what we ran today. All right, where are we going?
0: We're about ready to find out mm, been no. there done that one. <laughs> oh, that one too.
1: It's like Slim Pickens up there. It's We're... Oh didn't uh, sound good.
0: Another one bites the dust. You
1: know That's... what's happening behind me, but that didn't sound good. Well,
0: I'm just throwing a bunch of darts. Oh, That's... you're really close. I'm trying to hit something. Oh, my goodness.
1: Oh, re- redo. All six darts have been thrown and all misses. You got this. I believe in you. I'll
0: get it eventually. It's just a matter <laughs> of time. Nope. nope. There's a bunch of them, right? There we Safeguarding go. Safeguarding peace. 23.02 to 23.17, safeguarding peace.
1: 23.02,
0: 23.17.
1: All righty. And I'm going to end in uh, Sirach 21, verses 24 through 28. It is rude for one to listen at a door. The discreet person would be overwhelmed by the disgrace. The lips of the arrogant talk of what is not their concern but the discreet carefully weigh their words. The mind of fools is in their mouths, but the mouth of the wise is in their mind. When the godless curse their adversary, they really curse themselves. Slanderers solely themselves and are hated by their neighbors.